entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode 323. And it's... Tuesday, May 5th, 2020. We skipped last week, and it would have been the perfect time to release a bonus episode from the lost episodes, and I, I didn't I didn't get it done. So, well, so it's I, not like you were in quarantine or anything, so you probably just didn't have time. It's not like time. I had extra time on my hand or anything. Right. Uh, today's a special episode. Of course, Jeff is here. As per usual. I'm here. But we have a special guest. Brian Locker is here with us. And Brian wrote a book called The Debt Forgiveness Book. And it's about dealing with credit card companies. And he's going to share a little bit about the book and uh, why he wrote it, how he came about writing it. So, Brian, it's good to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me. So, um, before we get to that, we do have some some tidying up we need to do with normal um, segments. We've got to get to feedback. We've, of course, we've got coffee to try from a guest. Oh, my. So that's going to be fun. So, so let's get rid of, or let, no, let's not get rid of. <laughs> let's, get, <laughs> let's just get through this feedback. Um, go ahead, Layton. What are some of the feedback that we've got? Uh, first one is from Doug Kaufman. Um, oh, this is, this, is, <laughs> this is feedback on our on our. Uh, our rating system and what is truly average if if three stars is average or if two and a half stars is average but uh his feedback is i have to agree with the feedback from last week uh, about the five star rating system unless you allow a zero star rating three is dead average since there are two stars below and two stars above you're rating by numbers not the intervals between numbers and oh no, wait, so he is agreeing that three is dead centered? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But that's not what we were saying. Correct. We were always if we if we gave it a three star, we were saying it was a little bit above average. Slightly above average. Even though he's right mm. it is right in the center. Uh mm. well, he and then he also said another comment. I've listened to the pod since meeting Leighton at Hillcrest. It's one of the few I listen to faithfully every episode. F F W I W I think he meant FYI. Probably. FYI, I think you hit the right balance of structure and spontaneity. I enjoy the fun f- for the f- I listen for the fun of it, not primarily because I want information or education or even edification. <laughs> <laughs> Although if those things happen, that's also fine. Love it. Uh love it. So that's that's Doug. Thanks for your comment. Apparently, we're still are we gonna are we gonna change the way we I mean we're not gonna change our rating system, but are we going to agree that three is average? No. Because this entire time we've been giving three stars as better as a preferred coffee. It's better than Well, I I mean, even in even in, in my eyes, an average coffee is preferred over a less than average coffee, so <laughs> oh my. I think we can agree to disagree and still we're come out of the same hairs. place. All right, we had some other feedback. Just trying to split stars. Carolyn Kurtz um, gave us a little tease for next week. Hello. Ooh. Several days ago, I sent a box with dipping sauce and some coffee. Mm. I'm not sure the box will fit in a P.O. box, so I wanted to give you a heads up. That's definitely appreciated because I don't, I don't check the P.O. box. Um, ever. Pretty much ever. <laughs> so it's definitely uh, helpful 
that you do let us know when you do send something. <laughs> so looking forward to that. All right, is there any other feedback? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jason Gingrich said, um, hold on, get in here. French Fest 2020 under Leighton Yoder's Pavilion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that's great. Uh, what it thought. might work. Um, Do we already read uh, Kendall Troopers? Yeah, his feedback was from a few weeks ago. It was also oh, about yeah. the coffee. You're right. I think we're all caught up. Hold on. So thank you, everyone, for the, the feedback and the input. Uh, we got coffee coming as well. Mm-hmm. Was there any verbal feedback? Well, I mean, it's just common knowledge that verbal feedback gets forgotten yeah. so yeah if there was we took care of it already. yeah exactly it's but just, sometimes yeah. we remember that we did have verbal feedback that we forgot but i don't remember any all right so either it was way less than memorable or we just didn't get any all right well let's jump in and let's talk about this book the debt forgiveness book so brian if you'd be trying to tell someone what it's about trying to, to give it a pitch, what, what would you say this book is about? Well, primarily it's about uh, how to negotiate with creditors. Um, what I did is I uh, was negotiating with credit card companies, uh, also the IRS, and uh, so those um, those were a few of the people that I've uh, uh, dealt with. Uh, there's other also creditors that I've dealt with. Um, so, but overall, just negotiating with uh, creditors, uh, especially the credit card companies and IRS. Hmm. And have you uh, have you done a lot of media around the book? Is this the first podcast that you've been on? Well, I appreciate you inviting me in here. This is actually the first uh, podcast about okay. this book. Okay. So. That's exciting. Yes. We've actually had, I believe, one other author on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We've probably had her on twice. She's been on at least two, two times. Katrina Hoover-Lee um, has written several books. Her, her most recent one was Captain Garrison, mm-hmm. and we had her on to uh, talk about that book. But, no, it's fun to have authors on people that have interesting stories interesting lives interesting jobs um so yeah it's good to have you on here and if someone wants to buy the book we'll get more into it of course but if someone wants to buy the book where would they go how would they do that they could go to the uh, website findingfreedomfromdebt.com that's a that's a pretty decent website i mean that's it's a good domain that's a really good um it's a good looking website too yeah yes it it is is it something that uh (laughs) ruben built for you uh yeah with leighton's help leighton helped as well oh not bad so check that out, findingfreedomfromdebt.com. So um, what's kind of the backstory? What led to, to writing this book? Well, um, boy, the, the biggest thing was is that uh, I was in credit card debt, um, over $150,000 in just uh, credit card debt. Uh, it actually backs up before that because I did have my own business, and uh, like anything, it's kind of like the American dream, you mm-hmm. know, having your own business, mm-hmm. um, being able to have some uh, uh, freedom, um, working and things like that. So what it, um, what it actually happened was uh, through the course of time, uh, we have a large family. We have uh, seven children. Wow. And uh, my wife and I, so that made nine in our uh, household. And uh, through the course of time with the business... Um, it just wasn't performing the way I thought it would. Uh, I did have it appraised, and it appraised uh, very high. Um, but towards the end, um, it, I didn't get out of it what I needed to. And so, but what I was trying to do was trying to um, 
keep food on the on the table for the family mm-hmm. uh, keep the roof over our head and um, through the course of time uh, the business not performing as well as I uh, it should through the years uh, I was starting to live off of the credit cards mm. and I was able to um, my, my credit was good never lost a payment never missed a payment um, whether it was a house or whether it was a credit cards and so I was able to get a credit card um, that had a decent balance on it. Uh, some of them were uh, anywhere from $10,000, $18,000 credit. Uh, one was a $27,000 credit. Um, and so um, pretty soon I started uh, shuffling those around. Uh, mm-hmm. I had over 10 uh, credit cards. Wow. And so um, pretty soon those balances kept going higher and higher mm-hmm. and higher. And so I'd shift, I'd shift it to another credit card because they have a uh, like 0% uh, financing for a while. Yeah. Um, they would do a balance transfer at no cost, mm-hmm. you know. And so I was playing the shuffling game with the credit cards. Um, and then back in 2008, uh, when the economy really, uh, the recession came along, mm-hmm. uh, in our area, we saw 19% uh, unemployment. And uh, at that point, I lost 75% of my income through the wow. business. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, okay, what do I do? Um, I, I wanted to keep a roof over our head. I wanted to keep food on the table. Uh, never missed a credit card payment before. And then all of a sudden, there's no way that I could juggle all those things and keep that, um, keep those credit cards in place. So what I did is uh, my wife and I, we went out to eat one night. Um, it's quite a story because the we couldn't even afford going out to eat. But a friend of ours gave us a, a gift card okay. at a restaurant. And so we used that gift card, went out to eat. We talked about the future and said, boy, things just don't look good. And uh, so what we did is we drew a line in the sand to the point we said no more living off credit cards wow and so we knew it was going to get going to get tough going to get difficult um we just didn't know how bad i i went to a lawyer the lawyer said just file bankruptcy and uh, be done with it i went to a banker he says file bankruptcy uh, be done with it and i says no i just don't feel like that's the right thing to do for me um, what I want to do is I want to negotiate with every credit card company, if possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, if not, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, but if I'm able to negotiate with them, then I will be able to keep uh, uh, at least tabs with them, keep my end of the bargain as much mm-hmm. as possible, mm-hmm. um, because I felt uh, felt like I needed to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, through the course of time, I was able to negotiate uh, with every creditor. Uh, sometimes pennies on the dollar. I have examples of actual dollar figures, uh, but I was able to negotiate with uh, with every creditor. Uh, there was one that uh, quickly took me to court. Um, even though I was uh, in court um, with that, I did have to hire a lawyer for it, but. Um, they uh, they took me to court, 
And even in the midst of that, we were able to negotiate um, wow. terms. Wow. Now, that particular one, I had to pay full amount plus interest, um, but the interest they charged me was less than what they were charging me on the credit card, which was nice. Okay. Wow. And then they also uh, um, uh, allowed it to go out four years. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. uh, but let me give you some examples of some of the others. Yes. Um, one, uh, I had $18,187 in uh, credit card debt, and uh, I was able to settle for $3,700. Wow. Uh, they was uh, willing to work with me. Um, I let them know my uh, situation. Um, I did not change my phone number. I did not change my address. Uh, I gave, you know, I told, uh, told them I really want to negotiate with you if you're willing to negotiate. Another example, uh, credit card B, uh, $16,608. I settled for $2,000. Uh, they were willing to uh, work with me on that. So uh, w- along like with those settlements then, were they, mm-hmm. did they require anything extra of you? Like you had to bring it up front and w- at once, or they just reduce your balance and don't allow you to use that card anymore, or how does that work? Yeah, they, they pretty much uh, stopped the, the use of the card, mm-hmm. okay? And what they would do is they would uh, send me a settlement letter. Um, I had one company that t- sent me a false settlement letter. I didn't know it at the time. It uh, caused a lot of problems. So um, what does that mean, a false settlement letter? Well, there's true settlement letters, and then there's false ones. Uh, I didn't realize this at the time I was going through it, but the true ones will say, you know, we are willing to um, negotiate, we are willing to accept this amount of, uh, of dollars mm-hmm. in this amount of time um, for mm-hmm. uh, your settlement paid in full. Mm-hmm. Okay, what they <clears throat> did, this particular company, they sent me saying, well, this is the payment plan, um, but we're going to leave it open-ended. Okay. And so on the contract, on the paper, uh, they just left it open-ended. Um, and that's a story in itself. I'd be glad to give you more details in that um, because there are false settlement letters. Did they, on, did they do that on purpose to try to trick you? I truly believe so. Okay. Because it, I've heard it wasn't of other, like by mistake. No, okay. no, not at all. Because I've heard this company doing some other things to other um, other. Uh, people that's also uh has their credit card (laughs) so and and that's not part of the typical negotiation steps like where where they'll send a uh a fake settlement letter where it's actually still a payment plan Mm -hmm. that that's not typical for no because the other ones uh all the others um they sent me the the real ones Um, um yeah this one looked different and it's in the book. I got a copy of it. Okay. It's in the book. Um, by all means, if somebody's struggling and wondering, you know, what's a true one, what's a false one, um, I have copies of them in the book uh, just to help people out. And so uh, it's it's one of those things that, yeah, you got to be careful of it because I ended up having to hire a lawyer just to deal with uh, their lies. Wow. Yeah. And um, so over the course of time, there's uh, what is called um, Indiana law. Uh, There's a a theory of um, settlement, and which that says that if two parties agree on a a particular uh, settlement, Mm -hmm. 
and the one party fulfills it, then it is um, uh, law by Indiana. Okay. okay. Uh, to the point, and, and so what I did is I, I called that representative up with the, the company that lied to me, and I said, um, hey, this is uh, what Indiana law says. Uh, I says, you know, at the beginning of our all of our conversations, you would uh, say that uh, these uh, conversations were being recorded. Mm-hmm. I says, if you go back into your archives, how about if you just pull it off your archives and then replay it for me? And I says, you know, I've also recorded these conversations. And oh, did you buy a recorder? So I did, um, okay. because that's uh, one of the things in the book is you got to have a recorder, um, mm-hmm. whether it's um, just a, a one that you pick up from uh, Radio Shack or Walmart or whatever, or anymore you could d- download something on your computer mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> record them. Mm-hmm. And by all means, that that gives you. Uh, legs to stand on sure mm-hmm. if they ever come back to you well this guy uh he says well we'll we'll take a while to find our um archives he did come back um i i called him back up about three days later and i had my recorder going again and um he's he played a portion yeah of really. the conversation and it's amazing how he left out the agreement Mm-hmm. of how long it would be, how much it would be, and yeah. that there's going to be a ceiling Wow! that you only have to pay X amount of dollars in this agreement. Sure. It's amazing how they left that out. And so... What a coincidence. Yeah. Uh, again, <laughs> I had to hire a lawyer to work through all the details so did you, of that. Did so, you play for so, him the so. full recording, or did what was your response when you heard his, him play his recording? No, I told him, I said, that's not the full recording. And uh, he knew it. Yeah. And uh, so he says, well, this is all we have, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah. oh, if, if they, uh, he says, uh, if we look for any more, we'll have to go and bore into the archives. So, <laughs> so. Sounds like trying to find lost French Press podcast episodes. <laughs> Those are truly gone. Those well, are truly gone. And we would <laughs> like to see them. Except we found we five. We found five. Yeah. Or someone did. Someone did. Michael. But those were whole episodes. It's not like we took any just partial episodes. I wish. If I'd have the time, I would go through and probably take parts of them out. <laughs> um, you were going through the list of the different uh, the negotiations, what uh, the settlement was. Do you want to finish that list? and then? And then well, I, I could give you the top four right here. Uh, another one was $18,129. We settled for $2,000. Uh, another one was for 27000 and seventy-seven dollars settled for eight thousand one hundred twenty-three dollars. Wow. Uh, so literally pennies on the dollar. Uh, that brings up a point because there are uh, credit card uh, people that will consolidate. Uh, they will consolidate your credit cards yeah. and uh, work with the creditors. And I checked into that, but I didn't know if I could trust them. And so I felt like it's um, my personal stake is at hand here uh, to the point where I didn't know if they would do the best job for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said they could get, you know, maybe 50% reduction, maybe not, um, sometimes 30%. Um, actually, if you do the numbers, I was able to get anywhere from 50 to 80% wow. uh, reduction just okay. by keeping it. Um, under my own control. Mm-hmm. So, so so probably what they might do then is is 
you know, do what you did, get the reduced amount, and then just pocket whatever else. Right. I kind of wonder if that's not the case because they're in a business to make money. By yeah. They have to make money somehow. So, right. They have to. And so if they're able to do uh, some of those cuts like I was able to and then pocket the rest, mm-hmm. a good possibility. Mm-hmm. So, Brian, mm-hmm. um, would you say the book is is primarily a – a instructional formula like this is how how it's done or is it more of a, a story of you going through it um well it's it gives uh the personal effect by all means because uh i wrote it once i uh once i pulled everything together um because i took great uh detailed notes mm. uh, and that's one of the things that helped me when i went to the lawyer he says you know your de- your notes are so detailed that uh, you have a better leg to stand on than uh, these uh, creditors in mm-hmm. many in, in many cases, um, and I could tell you a story about that. That uh, there was a time where I called up the creditor, and uh, I wasn't able to talk to the representative that I was uh, usually talking to, and so there was a second one, and I had questions and told them, you know, what the payment plans were and everything, and she says, you know, I don't know how I can interpret these notes. <laughs> that the uh, representative wrote <laughs> she says your notes are much better than ours you know and that's <laughs> wow. that's what the lawyer said um but the book is a how-to book if anybody is in uh, financial struggle and they don't want to file bankruptcy and what they want to do is they want to negotiate with the creditors uh then the book is a how-to it's things like uh the things that i did wrong total mistakes that i made um, things that I did right uh, that helped me uh, tremendously. Um, just things with negotiation, what you can expect, what you can't expect. Um, you know, it, it saw, um, helps uh, calm nerves. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, like a, um, just a guide to help you that you will be able to um, make progress um, with these um, principles. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the chapters I deal with, um, I actually got a hold of a co- collection representative. I didn't realize that, that this person was a, a, a collection agent at the time that I was going through this. So, so this was a person that the credit card company had sold the debt to? No, in this or? case, uh, for this particular chapter, it was a person that worked with a collection agency as mm-hmm. a representative. Okay. And so um, they were able to give me, like, the inside scoop um, from their point of view, um, sure. what they want um, to see from a, a person that may be struggling financially um, that wants to negotiate. Mm-hmm. And so that particular person gave me um, uh, a number of... Uh, principles a number of ideas and so what I did is I put that in the book too okay so yes yes and over on Brian's website findingfreedomfromdebt.com you can see and download these examples that he's talking about it's on the back cover of the book but if you just want to download it and see it head over there and you can also buy the book from there as well it's on sale right now mm-hmm. uh, for 19.95 that is correct regular price wow. is 29.95 um, well for someone who's in debt it could save them a ton yeah. well, of money. That's a good yeah. point because if I would have had this book, um, if I would have had this book when I was going through it, dealing with creditors, it would have saved me over $4,000. Wow. Um, one is I would have known that the, the false settlement, mm-hmm. 
Two is I would have uh, not continued to make uh, monthly payments mm-hmm. because uh, that was money that um, that would have been used to actually for negotiation, right? And settlement and settlement, right? Yeah. And uh, otherwise, I would have you know kept saving that money instead of trying to uh, keep my payments up to date. And mm. so this book would have saved me over four thousand dollars. <throat> wow. Um, alone, so yeah, it's uh, well worth well yeah. worth the money. Mm-hmm. Wow! Mm-hmm. Um, and if someone has a question or wants to reach out to you, is there a way that they can just ask you a question without maybe before they're ready to buy the book? Yeah, they're on uh, findingfreedom.com, dot uh, com, finding freedom from debt. Sorry, dot <laughs> com. Uh, there's a place where you could ask questions, and uh, be glad to respond to those. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was the time period from when you went out for dinner with your wife, when you decided, right, we're we're done living on credit card, until you made the last payment or the last settlement? Probably almost five years. Okay. Okay. Um, now, uh, I think you'd ask a question earlier. Um, you know, did I make payments to all these credit card companies all at once? Uh, you know, once we negotiated, some of those were like on a three month basis. Um, so it would be three separate payments sure. over three months. Some were six months. Um, so like six separate payments. A couple yeah. of them wanted a, a, a solid down payment, uh, knowing that I was serious. And sure. then they would um, uh, divide the rest up into monthly payments. Oh, okay. So anywhere from uh, a couple of them, uh, I was able to pay all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, because I because I sold something, okay, uh, and that's one of the chapters is it talks about selling selling anything that you can mm-hmm. uh, to um, stockpile that money um, to for negotiation and settlement purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but um, the the longest one was the one that took me to court, and over a four year period. Uh, we we um, made monthly payments. So that was kind of dragged out. So it, it, it was disregarding so, that one. Mm-hmm. How how long so, would it have been? Probably nine to twelve months for the most part. Oh wow! So okay. yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Now here's a, here's a good point um, because you're talking about uh, you're <laughs> different. You're talking about different um, calendar years. Mm-hmm. Sure. This is in the book. Um, because a creditor, when you negotiate with them and you receive that settlement paid in full, okay, that's something you want to keep in your file for the rest yeah. of your life. Because if uh, they ever come back and say you didn't pay this, yeah, you can have the. Or if they they sell the balance to another company, which I've had that happen, mm. and then pretty soon another company start trying to get money from you. Right. But anyhow, the. The creditor will send you a 1099-C at the end of the calendar year because anything that's written off, okay, you have to claim on your taxes. Sure. So like the one where $18,000 and I settled for $2,000, $16,000 has to go on my taxes. And you have to pay taxes for that as That income. is correct. Okay. Yes. Wow. As a 1099-C... Uh, sure. The government's receiving 
um, information on that. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, they will match it up, make sure I claimed it on my taxes, I have to pay taxes. So here's the important part, is that when you're negotiating, there's times where it may be okay to finish it in one calendar year, okay? So if you're done with, uh, you know, like a four-month period or something like that, and it mm-hmm. ends in December, that's fine. But there might be times where it's better to carry that over into January or February when you're negotiating so that the following calendar year you get that 1099. Okay, sure. And so it depends. Otherwise, I could have been hit with uh, 30, well, sorry, 40, 50, 60,000 dollars in 1099 C's. Yeah, right. Just in one year, which I would not have had the money to pay the taxes. Yeah. Right. But if I'm able to spread it out over two years or three years, sure, mm-hmm. then it's a lot easier okay. to, to to cover. Oh, that's so cool. the amount of so. debt that you're forgiven is counted pretty much as income. Yes, that is correct. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't either. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's why you should buy the book. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you don't want those surprises. You know, yeah. you're thinking, okay, I, the I, debt's I, done. So. Right, right, and <sighs> everything's settled. All, everything's great, and then come uh, January, mm-hmm. the following year, you get all these 1099Cs. You go, whoa, where'd these come from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so, Brian, how mm-hmm. have? Uh, I'm assuming it was stressful. No. When, when, well, yeah, when, <laughs> when, when you were. Uh, yeah, in in debt to these different companies, mm-hmm. um, how would you say that you changed as a person or your life changed? Like after when you were totally done and and had it behind you, like did you change? Did your personality change? Did your outlook on life change? Yeah, it's uh, quite interesting that because of the stress, you know, any financial stress um, mm-hmm. you know, on a personal basis, let alone trying to keep food on the table for seven kids. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stress there. You're wondering, you know, are you going to have to move? You know, those type of things. Uh, the stress, you know, not only affects the sleep, yeah, uh, but it affects the thinking process uh, to the mm-hmm. point where, you know, you're not thinking clearly. Mm. Uh, it affected my speech uh, to the point where to have a conversation was very difficult. And uh, I would go to work thinking man i don't want to go to work i don't want to meet people i don't want to see mm-hmm. people uh they'll go ask me how am i doing you know what and do to i be say honest, you're just not <laughs> not doing very well That's at right. that point you're... right and so the stress is uh just overtakes you wow uh to the point where it's just unbelievable question um, but yeah go ahead Well, sorry, go ahead and finish your answer, but then I have another question. Yeah, um, but uh, through the course of time, uh, there was a promise I received from the Lord. And um, it it was a dream that I had. Um, I don't have those often. I've probably only had them twice in my life. Um, But in this particular case, I was in a um, walking down the path, and there was a war zone all around me. The enemy fire was coming in. The bombs were trying to destroy me. Uh, the terrain was upheaval. And um, the that particular time, it looked like I was going to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And um, as I was looking, I could see everything happening. I could see the enemy trying to destroy me, the enemy fire coming in. and But yet, I was encased in a bubble. 
Wow. And in the bubble, the Lord was walking with me. And it was quiet. And uh, the Lord said to me, he said, um, I will not remove you from this war zone. I, I will walk with you through it. And uh, trust me, and I will see you through. Wow. wow. And so that, that particular night was a turning point to the point where when I woke up the next morning, there were still creditors, mm-hmm. still a lot of debt, still a lot of concern, um, a lot of just wondering how it's going to turn out, but yet I had a promise. And so the next morning, I was able to take that promise and, and move forward. You know, because that bubble that I was in, the enemy darts would just try to penetrate it, but it never did. They would bounce right off. Wow. wow. And so when I woke up, I had a promise that I could move forward. And at that point, the stress started to um, be removed. Okay. Uh, it started to change my outlook, saying, okay, things may not look good, but they will get better. Mm-hmm. They will get much better uh, through the course of time. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen overnight. I'm not going to be removed from it, but through the course of time, I will um, be able to walk through it uh, with the Lord's help. Wow. So. That's cool. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is there a picture of that in the book? Yes, there is. Okay. There is. I had a friend of mine. Um, I told him over the phone. I says, you know, this is what I saw in my dream. I says, um, would you be willing to uh, draw it for me? And um, it's actually on page 51. Mm-hmm. And it, I was astonished at how uh, it was just exactly what I saw. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, I was just amazed. Uh, when I opened up the mail after he sent it to me, I said, wow, that is what I saw in the dream. <clears throat> so it was a promise that mm-hmm. was able to uh, help me to continue on. And so stress-wise, um, the stress started to uh, be removed. Um, negotiating with the creditors was able to um, come start to come together. Uh, there was a, still the concern about the one um, where they uh, sent me to court. Um, so, you know, the, it, it wasn't totally removed, but yet uh, there was a, a promise there that I could hang on to. And through that, um, one thing I've been able to do is I've been able to change jobs. I was able to sell my business. Uh, it was for pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. Um it was actually about a third of the price. I was going to use the sale of my business to pay off uh, the creditors. Okay. And I sold it for about a third um, with no down payment, uh, but on a land contract. Okay. And so that totally changed the whole uh, concept of how I'm going to pay some of these creditors. Yeah. And uh, it was it was difficult, um, but it was, again, I was able to sell the business to get... Uh, rid of um, the reoccurring debt. Uh, it's kind of like uh, you know uh, severing it to, to cut it off and, and, and start fresh. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was able to get another job and uh, get back on my feet. Okay. And w- w- do you, what do you do for work now? Uh, right now I'm a pressman at World Missionary Press. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's kind of neat. We're able to uh, print scripture booklets mm-hmm. and send them all around the world. So it's, it's neat to to see what uh, the Lord can do there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the uh, one of the World Missionary Press reps co- comes to our church. Oh, 
maybe once every other year, mm-hmm. something like that. And and he always uh, tells us um, at with ink prices the way they are and how much paper is how much it costs to print one pamphlet mm-hmm. what what do you know the price right now yeah what is yeah. it uh it's one of these uh, little 48 page pamphlets you can stick in your uh, pocket mm-hmm. okay it has about 300 scripture ber- uh, uh, verses in it mm-hmm. um we print in 345 different languages um but that little uh, scripture booklet not only pr- uh, pre- printing it and shipping it is less than five cents. <laughs> wow. So, That's crazy. That is amazing. Wow. And we, we give them out free to uh, anybody that asks. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've gone there a number of times and picked up boxes of them for yeah. street ministry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, one other question I had was uh, about negotiating and stuff mm-hmm. uh, w- with credit card companies. How did you keep the credit card companies from garnishing your wages? Mm-hmm. And and do you know what I mean by that? Okay, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, usually if they if they uh, take you to court, mm-hmm. uh, at that point with court order they could garnish your wages. Mm-hmm. Okay, what I did is I tried to negotiate um, with them before we went to court. Okay, sure. Uh, so that they didn't do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, and it's in the book that it's best to negotiate with the credit card company that you. Um, have dealt with the longest, so the original people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, eventually, if if they see that you're not making payments, and there's no uh, forward motion on negotiating with them, mm-hmm. they will sell it off. Okay. They will sell it off to either other credit card companies, investment groups, um, different. Um, there's different groups of people out there, lawyers, uh, those type of things that will actually buy these um, credit card balances. Mm-hmm. And so what uh, uh, So, um, what I found is you're going to get the, the best um, ratio, pennies on the dollar, with the original credit mm-hmm. card company okay. before so even, they actually sell it. Can you do that after they sell off the debt to somebody else? Um, no. Once they sell it off, They've uh, they've washed their hands of it. Sure. So they they really don't have any control of it anymore. Mm-hmm. They've sold it off. They've sold it for pennies on the dollar to right. somebody, uh, thinking that they're not going to get anything. Uh, they use it as a tax write off, and then um, the other guy will start coming after mm-hmm. you. And when would they be able to tell you like who they sold it to? Who you can no, contact? You'll, you'll, you'll you find just, out in the mail. You'll find out. <laughs> yeah. After that, yeah. sold, it doesn't take too long to find out. No, it doesn't. <laughs> What's your best guess as far as how much of these uh, the debt was interest? Um, that there, through the course of time, okay, I tried to continue uh, to make payments, mm-hmm. okay, um, and the 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 penalties, the interest would continue on. Um, Overall, not a whole lot. Okay. Um, there was some of it. Yeah, there's some of it. There was interest, and so they're they're saying, okay, well, we just won't accept as much interest, or you know, when they settle. Okay. But the majority was actual um, purchases or something yeah. that that uh, mm-hmm. that came about. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, yeah, with credit card interest rates are high. Like oh, it's crazy, crazy high. So yeah, 
It's yeah. very easy to understand how it could quickly snowball mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. out of control. So, so you were, uh, you had already kind of started this journey into debt mm -hmm. back in 2008, right? Way before that. Yeah. Oh, way, be way before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but so you were already pretty far in debt once 2008 hit. Okay. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So now, right now, with with the coronavirus and everything, obviously that's having a huge economic impact. I don't think we've like really seen it come to full fruition. No, not you, at all. Um, how do you feel? How do you feel now, going into what looks like it's going to be an economic slump, mm -hmm. compared to? going into 2008 slump how do you feel right now oh much better <laughs> I, I feel like i'm on higher ground by all means uh, -huh. uh the water's not over my head and i'm bobbing for air mm -hmm. um literally i'm standing on solid ground awesome so yes yes but um as we sit here right now and um it's it's going to get worse for a lot of people mm -hmm. uh, we know they're, they're saying what 33 million people are unemployed at this point some of them will get their jobs back. Some of them won't. Um, some of them will continue to try and make payments that have been living off of credit cards. And uh, it will catch up with them. You know, so it's one of those things. Uh, if they buy the book now, <laughs> they can start saving some of that money. Stop yeah, buying sure. it. Um, because it, there's going to be a point where they, they may have to negotiate. And if they have the, the principles mm -hmm. from the book, mm -hmm. uh, they'll be much better off. So uh, I just have a question then. So let's say that you're not able to make and, – and I know this is some of this is probably in your book as well. But you're not able to make payments. You know that in within the next year – or maybe a year and a half, I know I'm not going to be able to finish paying this card off. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to run out of money. I'm not going to be able to pay it. At what point, At w number one, at what point do you just decide to completely stop paying? And number two, how long would it take from when you stop paying till, till the credit card company would likely sell off your debt or something like that? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a judgment call on your part. To, you know, do, you, do you stop paying or do you get a second job? Um, one of the chapters is just write, make a list of everything you have to sell um, to the point where just put it on the list. And, you know, it may be $5, it may be $20, it may be $500. Um, but those things, if you just take the, the time and the initiative to sell those things, um, you can start stockpiling the cash. Mm. The... The other thing, I'm sorry, I forgot the second part of the question. So, so how long do you think it would take um, if you did completely oh, stop payments? Yeah. Till yeah. Right. Here's what's going to happen. Um, the first time you don't make a payment, okay, they're going to think, okay, you just missed a payment. They're going to send you the next statement, and you're going to get uh, penalties, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's $30 or $50 or whatever they charge, um, sure. late, late fees. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, pretty soon they're going to raise your interest rate um, from a set amount. It, it'll go higher. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you could call them up. Uh, the second month, they're, they're probably going to send you a notice saying, hey, you missed the uh, first month. You're missing the second month. Um, you need to uh, pay this off right away. Uh, those type of things. You could call them up at that point and say, hey, I want to work with you. Um, I just can't handle the payments right now. Um, will you lower your interest rate? More likely they won't. 
um, will you remove the late fees? More than likely, they won't. Mm-hmm. It's not until like the third, <laughs> and I saw the pattern more towards the fifth and the sixth month. Okay. When you're negotiating with them, that they're serious enough to start working with you. Sure. Because they know you're serious enough that you're not paying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, from my experience, when I got to the fifth month, the sixth month, and I says, you know, I really want to work with you. I sent them letters and uh, explained our situation, the lack of income. And uh, at that point, in a sense, you have a listening ear on sure. their end. Yeah. That uh, they'll start uh, working with you. Now, much after the sixth month, if you're not negotiating at that point, um, they're going to start selling it off. And once they sell it off, you have no um, control of it Mm -hmm. and no no way to work with that particular company. And sometimes the next company, they'll say, well, hey, we'll just take you to court. And Mm -hmm. uh, because, especially if a lawyer buys it Mm -hmm. or an investment group buys it, they have the opportunity of taking them to court instead of, uh, the the original guy, which is the credit card company, the original uh, card, mm-hmm. um, they have so many that you know they could they could lose a few. Whereas if somebody's buying um, the yeah. debt, then they um, they will want to start um, getting money back mm-hmm. for the money that they yeah. put out. Right. And right. so uh, I would say six months, seven months, be careful. They're, they're mm-hmm. um, probably getting close to selling it off. As far as writing the book, mm-hmm. um, have you always enjoyed writing or is this something that you thought, you hey, you've, you've got informa- information here, you've got a story, you've got something to share with people, you want to write it? Yeah, I'm not much of a book writer, this first book, and uh, I'm not really much of a book reader. Um, like I say, when I was going through it, I was looking for something to help me mm-hmm. um, through the, 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 the fear, um, through the stress, and I didn't see anything out there. And so what I did is I just took good notes mm-hmm. um, throughout the, the course of it. And so I figured, well, I'll just put it in book form in the event that there's people that um, are struggling financially Mm -hmm. and have questions uh, this way in book form they can uh, at least uh, have something in their hands Mm -hmm. uh, to help them uh, through um, negotiations Mm -hmm. wow all right the website findingfreedomfromdebt.com the book is called the debt forgiveness book Um, you can ask brian a question on the website if you if you do want to have a question for him um yeah, I feel like this is like something that, especially at the price point that you have, there's there's a lot of people that could really benefit from this. Oh, tremendously! Like I said, if I would have had it, I would have saved over four thousand dollars. Yeah, easily. Right, mm-hmm. easily. And, and the other thing is, it, it if I would have had this, it would have given me the comfort of uh, yeah. being able to stand on my feet. Yeah, um, right. A lot more. Um, uh, just being assured of some of the negotiations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what's going to happen? Right, and, and not right. to mention how's this going to go? Right. Yeah, and not mm-hmm. to mention that you know, like there might be people out there who are just too afraid to do something like that until they hear somebody's mm-hmm. story and they're like, oh, 
well, I can actually do that, you know. Right, yeah. Now, I, I will say, you know, it was difficult once we start paying or stopped paying. You know, the phone calls came. Mm-hmm. Uh, the creditors are trying to get a hold of me. Um, it wasn't pleasant. I told the kids not to answer the phone. We had caller ID. We could tell if it was a creditor or not. I just let it go into the voicemail. And uh, I would call them back on my terms. Sure. Uh, there was times where there was a time where I was um, going off of memory. Totally bad news. Um, I was negotiating with a couple of them at the same time. And I thought I had one card I was dealing with. In turn, I had the other one. And I should have called them back on my terms instead of taking the phone sure. call. Yeah. And I looked over my notes, make sure that everything was in place. Mm. Um, that one cost me a few extra hundred, uh, maybe a thousand or more. <laughs> wow. Just because yeah. I didn't uh, read my notes before I talked yeah. to them. And um, so the the aspect is to... I, I lost my train of thought. You're right. no, Sorry. You're Sorry. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I lost my train of thought there. All um, right. Any questions or any any uh, thoughts from you guys? At what point? Now, now obviously, you 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 chose to negotiate mm-hmm. rather than filing for bankruptcy. Correct. Correct. Do you think that there is ever a point that someone's too far into debt that they should just? file for bankruptcy don't even try to negotiate or would you say pretty much after what you felt your experience do you think that every person no matter how deep in debt they are they they probably have a that they they should try to negotiate that's a tough call because there's so many different scenarios yeah uh you know because somebody could be well over uh their head in real estate um Mm -hmm. if they have a number of real estate properties and, you know, it's one of those things you may have to work with the banks and sell it for pennies on the dollar. The problem is, is some of those times they could come back and take you to court for unpaid balances. Mm. Um, so that's that's one concern. OK, but if somebody has a whole lot of uh, credit card debts like myself, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, yeah, it would have been easy to file bankruptcy, but I didn't feel comfortable in doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, I was I was able to negotiate. So I would suggest that you may have to take extra jobs. You may have to sell things. Um, it, just a lot of different. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, it's not a like a one answer fits right. fits well, everyone. Sure. So yeah, you know, I just didn't feel comfortable in filing bankruptcy unless they they forced me to. Okay, so, right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And my other mm-hmm. question is, yeah, do you have any credit cards? Um. I have one final one. Okay. And it'll be paid off by the end of the year. <laughs> so, yeah. it uh, It's one of those things where um, I could probably pay it off now, but I'll I uh, I just I'll just pay it off by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need something for uh, rental cars or for hotels or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but it's one of those things where if you have a credit card and you can't pay it off when the, uh, when the statement comes, um, reevaluate and say, is this a good thing or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Okay. All right. Any other Very questions? Cool. All right. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Brian, for coming on. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time and uh, being a part of this. It's fun. We enjoy it. Um, and yeah, we'd love if you have additional stories to share in the future. Uh, maybe something 
different from from debt and dealing with credit card companies, but we'd definitely mm-hmm. be interested in having you on again. Well, sure. So that'd be great. All right, we didn't. Uh, we still have to get to the coffee. Yeah, yeah. I drank. Yeah, let's try this coffee. Most of mine. Most of mine. I don't know if you you're a coffee drinker or not, but you can taste it if you want. You can refuse it. It doesn't matter. Oh, your coffee might be cold by now. It's a little cool. It yeah, is cold, but, but I was sipping it. I'm not a coffee drinker, so oh. Oh, okay. it's. Um, yeah. I can't give a rating. <laughs> I've drank about a half a cup in my lifetime, you know, so I, I, I'm not good for rating it. Um, I'm, I'm going to – this is – This I'd is really this, good. This, this is really good. Coffee. I like it. It's it's good, hot. It's good. It doesn't get bitter when it's cold. No. Um, it's got a full flavor. It tastes like coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm ready with my rating. This deserves it. I'm torn. I'm torn between a four and a five. Ooh. Do you feel it's not quite as good as Costa Rican? It's really good. Yeah. It it's is really, really good. Smooth. Yeah. I might. I have my mind made up. All right. Uh, well, hold on. I gotta switch air tables. Uh, oh, you should just have me share it to your work air table. Jeff, what do you that have? That would be nice if you would. I uh, I gave it a five or a four. I mean, sorry. Okay. I I gave it a five. I I'm gonna give it a five. Nice. So very. That looks like another. Um, who who is the roaster and what's the? Uh, so this is uh this is this was listener donated coffee. My sister Jenna donated it to us from Second Chance Discount, um, the store that she works at. It's a uh, it's called Ferris Coffee. The Ferris is the brand, and it's actually made in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, from Ferris Coffee and Nut Company. And this is their Ridge Street Revival blend. Um. Yeah, it's a light roast, it's which I'm surprised because I usually don't care for a light roast. So this would be a good morning coffee. Um, it, yeah, because it'll have a higher caffeine content than some of your dark and medium roasts out there. It's surprising that a, a small coffee roaster is in um, in her store. What's her store called again? I don't know that it's small necessarily. Oh, uh, but I just assume if it's from. Yeah. If it's local or halfway local, Grand Rapids. But yeah, that's very good yeah. coffee. No, it's, it is. Yeah, it's really nice. Oh mm. uh, yeah, FerrisCoffee.com. That's where you can get it from. So, yeah. all right. I don't think we have a tease for next week, uh, but we're planning on doing an, uh, a podcast <laughs> next week. Yep. <laughs> and we will release the uh, the lost episodes that were found, the five episodes. Those will be released as bonus episodes. Oh my! So. Thank you guys for listening. Layton, what's the point? The the point is you can find freedomfromdebt.com. <laughs> <laughs> and what another point? Oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> and what's our word of the week? The word of the week is negotiate. <laughs>